we get brought up in a certain way with a certain world and a certain belief that this is the right way and this is the wrong way. But we get taught that by the people who have only gone one way most of the time. And so it is hard to break stereotypes. It is hard to break free of the norm. And it is hard to step outside that comfort zone totally. But that's when you really have to decide who are you and who do you identify as? Do I identify as someone who is just going to live the norm and do what everyone else does? Or do I identify as someone who's going to be brave, who's going to take the risks, who's going to fail, who's going to struggle, who's going to keep going and who's going to make a change and be different to everyone else? Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening. I hope you're having a what, great Tuesday today, isn't it? Great Tuesday. Welcome to Success Shift, Traders Tuesday. We discuss all things mindset and try to uh, blow your mind in a way that helps you perceive the charts a little bit differently. Hoping to get a different point of view and perspective on ourselves and the way we can uh, grow our trader's mindset and our mindset in general. So thank you for joining me again. Can't believe we're getting close to episode 50 that we've been doing this. So it's been a nice little end to the year. Like I said yesterday, I'll be getting married on Thursday. So I'll be having a day off on Thursday and then we'll have episode 50 on Friday. And then I'll be taking a break for the rest of the year to enjoy holidays and time and come back in the new year. So I've got a couple more episodes left for this year. And I hope you can join in and get involved and step out of your comfort zone at the end of the year. Sometimes I find the end of the year is a good time to really kind of push the boundaries, take everything you've grown or everything that you've developed in the within the year and start putting it into practice. Lots of people look at New Year's resolutions, which I think are great. However, I feel like New Year's resolutions um, often fail more than they succeed because you try and then you get stuck and then you've got this resolution starting at the start of the year and then it's a you know three weeks later and it falls down and it's just a, oh, well, New Year's resolution didn't work out rather than actually a change in lifestyle, which is much more profound. So I like to think about what my New Year's resolution might be and use that as a good excuse to get started in change, but then try to implement a little bit earlier, get the ball rolling. If, for example, if you want to say, I'm going to jog three days a week, five days a week, whatever it is, start of next year, then why not do one jog or two jogs, you know, just to get get a little bit warmed up see what it's like, get out of that comfort zone because you might get to the very start and be like, oh, this is actually so hard and you jump, jump in too full steam and you just get overwhelmed and then it's unsustainable. So I like to try and bring my news resolutions forward a little bit. 
Um, I use jogging because I've been slack this last couple of months, uh, weeks exact specifically, and want to get back into that. So I'm going to try and at least get two jogs in before the start of the year so that I can start my New Year's resolution off with a little bit of, you know, toes in the water. Um, but for now, I've seen some gratitude come in the chat, which I really, really love. Um, and I'd like to share today that I'm very grateful for my mom today, my mom especially. She was helping me in the progress of my journal. So my um, emotional trading journal, which has got about 40 pages of you know trading psychology at the start, as well as in-depth like analysis on why and how to use this journal. That's coming along nicely. It should be out hopefully by the end of the year so that we can all get onto that if you'd like it and start the, the new year fresh, clean slate, new journal, new way of looking at things, new way of tracking, you know, fresh head of steam, getting on top of these emotions, getting on top of these habits that we're just trying to kick and really shifting that mindset. So I was very grateful for her to go through, spend the time along with a couple of others, editing, making sure that my um, grammar is not my forte. So helping me out there and helping me out with a bit of the spelling and things like that. And just the layout. She was quite good at that. And it's very nice to be able to jump on a call. We live on the other side of the world. So very grateful for her to find the time to go through that with me. Also grateful for others that are willing to help, um, just help out of the goodness of their heart as well without any expectations. You know, it's not often you find a community of people who they're just really wanting to help other people, you know, wanting to see the people around them succeed as much as they want to succeed. And it's, it's a really nice feeling. And so for everyone who gets involved, who shares, who helps, who helps grow and develop, I'm very, very grateful for all of you. So thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to, you know, the next couple of episodes and the rest of this year, and then ready to kick off the next year with a big bang and get started and really make some leaps and bounds in progress with all of you, especially the few of you that have showed up morning after morning after morning, being here nice and early, trying to grow yourself and better yourself. Thank you so much. So in the chat, we have some gratitude. Grateful for a really beautiful day yesterday, full of love and kindness. That's always nice. Good morning, everyone. This morning, I am grateful for a warm shower, warm coffee, and a warm house on this blustery winter day. Yeah, it's not even that cold here, and I'm still grateful for my warm shower and warm coffee. Good morning. Congrats. Thank you. Sounds like a wonderful finish to your year, Jake. Yes, it's going to be. I can't wait. So if you haven't chucked in your gratitude, chuck it in the chat now. We can get to that. And today, I'm grateful for a warm home and a free YouTube exercise video. I love YouTube for that. So that I didn't have to head out in minus 40. God, that sounds cold. I'm grateful for friends and for generosity and for incredible accountants. Accountants. Okay, nice. Especially if you've got some businesses and stuff like that. Accountants are great. I always sort of had an idea about my accounts and tax and stuff. Once you start traveling and it's different countries, it just blows my mind. So a good accountant can make or break a good business. All righty. Let's get into it today. I touched on this yesterday, but today I want to talk about identity. I feel like this is a very big concept and driver of some of our subconscious beliefs and values. So what is identity? Identity really is how we want the world to perceive us and how we perceive ourselves. So who we are is simply a construction of all the thoughts that we have about ourselves based on the emotions we've felt relative to the particular things that have happened to us in our life. 
So anything could have happened at any point. And the way you perceive that and the emotions you attach to that is one small little layer of who we are as a person and who we identify ourselves as. And any trauma is something that you will cling on to and you can either take it as a driving force or a crippling force, but that is part of your identity. So put some ones in the chat if you feel like you know who you identify as or even better, if you're willing to share, share. How would you explain I identify as or I am this or what was the first few things that pop into your head when someone asks you who you are? How do you identify yourself? I'm grateful for all of the abundance in my life and the ability for my family to give back to those less fortunate. Oh, that's great. It's so nice. Good on you. So yeah, if we have anyone willing to share, just type, if I was to say, you know, tell me about yourself, what was the first thing that pops up and how would you identify as? An earth angel in disguise. I love that. Brilliant. Okay. So we have one. Anyone else willing to share? Now, this doesn't have to be like multi-level. I mean, you can identify as a in many different areas. Um, I'm a mum. There we go. That's a very common one. I was expecting someone to put that in there because, you know, mums are proud of being a mum. They love it and it's great and they should be. You know, I have still yet to identify as a dad to be honest it still blows my mind that i'm i'm in this category now but i am i am a father as well and i'm very proud of it so we have mom that's great and like i can say i am a dad so these kinds of things we identify ourselves with and now what i want you to think about is what are the conditions that come along with that identity i know my identity but i often feel there is a disconnect with my identity and how i perceive myself Okay, this is really good, because this is kind of the concept that we want to get to. So I know my identity, but I often feel there is a disconnect with my identity and how I perceive myself. So this is what I want to ask. Does this mean that you know your identity or you know what you want your identity to be? Because these are two very different things. We have the identity, who we are, who we are right now um, without fail, right? It is who we are. Like you don't second guess these things. They're just ingrained. And if I was to shoot off a bunch of questions I know in a conversation, you'd be able to answer them pretty quickly because that's just who you are. That's your identity. But then we have the identity of who we want to be and how we perceive ourselves to be. And often these aren't the same. And I think it's quite good if they're not the same because it means, you know, you want something more for yourself. You want to grow. You want to better yourself. You want to develop. You want to stretch yourself out. You want to identify as something new. I mean, the double two sides of that coin, you know, be proud of who you are and identify as that or you know, be proud of who you are, but also wanting to grow and develop and identify as something more, something new, shall we say. But let's use the mum example because it's great. So I'm a mum. Straight away from that, we know you have kids. We know that you're probably busier. You don't have as much free time depending on their age. Um, and I'm using this because I'm dad, mum, interchangeable at this point. You know, we know that you're probably caring and loving and having all these good natures nurturing sort of instincts and all these things come along with that identity so as soon as you say to someone i'm a mum," without any further conversation these are thoughts and perceptions that come to other people's minds and there is a subconscious level of the thoughts and perceptions that come to our own minds when we identify as that and so what we can do is we can start to shift who we identify as so 
Kamika, this goes back to what you were saying. Sometimes I feel a disconnect with my identity. Is that because you're not fulfilling the shoes of the person you want to identify as? Or because you have confusion at who you are right now? I think there's two different areas here. And often we want to be something different. We want to identify as someone new. And the best example I can use for this is smokers. So there's a very good study, and it's killing me that I can't think of who actually did it. And I've read it in one of these books that I've got on my desk. I think it was The Chimp Paradox. But a study that does, that says a good way to like about smokers and how to quit, and it's simply identifying as a smoker. So when you're a smoker, people will often say, do you want a cigarette? No, thanks. I'm trying to quit. So therefore, you're identifying as a smoker who is trying to kick a bad habit. This means that you do smoke. This means that you do enjoy it, but you're trying to force yourself out of this behavior, out of this identity into something else. But if you shift your verbiage and you start to identify as a non-smoker, because the decision is that you've quit, not that you're trying to quit. See the difference here? So I'm a smoker. No, thank you. I'm trying to quit. But if you make the decision straight away, I have quit. And now when someone asks you, do you want a cigarette? You go, no, thank you. I'm not a smoker. You're now identifying as a non-smoker. Therefore, the person's perception of you is, oh, they're not a smoker. Why would I offer them a cigarette anymore? I don't need to ask them to come out and join me. I, you know, smoking around them is a different thing. And all these connotations that are associated and, um, and the perceptions that are associated with people who are trying to quit smoking are completely lifted. The attitude towards you different. The behaviors towards you are different. And this is simply by deciding I'm not trying to quit. I have quit and I'm no longer a smoker. And this shift in identity, like the, defin the definitive shift in identity is what's going to move us forward. Who do we identify as now? And I want to identify as that person is kind of leaning on the left side, like wanting to reach out and then actually identifying as someone has taken that shift from the old you to the new you, the person you want to be from the person you are. Now, I sort to make you answer this question. So, because I feel like I'm not fitting the shoes of who I am. Yeah, so this is very common. I have the same thing. And I think this is when you're stretching your bounds and you're growing and you're expanding. And you, in your mind, are trying to identify as someone new, someone developed. I am a trader. And this is where I'm leading to this. Do you now go onto the charts and say, oh, yeah, I'm learning this skill of trading. You know, I've just started trading. I'm just trying to figure it out. Or do you identify as a trader? I am a trader. That's what I do. I, I day trade. See, there's two very distinct differences between I am a mum trying to day trade and I am a day trader. One infers that you're still learning, that you're not sure if this is right for you, that you're just trying to you know, get your feet wet. And the other infers that that's what you do. That's who you are. doesn't matter if you're still growing or developing or getting better, but that is you. Does this make sense? Before I go through this chat, just chuck some ones if that's clicking to some people. Okay. Yes, totally. Okay, good. I always say I'm learning to trade. Yeah, right. I did the same thing. I did this for ages. I was like, yeah, I'm just learning this. I'm just doing that. But as soon as we remove that shield, which is what it is, it's a protection because if we fail, it's like, oh, well, I was just trying. 
you know, I was just giving it a go. So I failed, but you know, it's not really me. I was just trying. It's a 50% effort. It's, it's going, it's not going all in. It's, it's an indecision. Once you go, yeah, I'm a day trader. I'm a day trader who fucked up yesterday and made some horrible decisions. I'm a day trader who's in drawdown on my long-term profitable goals. I'm a day trader who's definitely got a long way to go. These are all very okay statements, but you are a day trader. You're identifying as it. You're solidifying it as that is who you are. That's who you're going to be. You think people who get drafted into the NBA, they go, oh, yeah, I'm a college student who's just trying, you know, just having to go in the NBA. No, as soon as you get drafted, even if you're the worst in the whole bloody league, you go, I'm a fucking NBA player. Look at me. I'm amazing. Yeah, you've got a hell of a long way to go to get better and, you know, get to the top. But you're proud of it. It's who you are. And that's what makes you start to get better. We should be doing it the same here. I am a day trader. This is what I do. This is what I'm going to do forever. If you're so confident, if you're if you're confident enough that this is where you want to be and this is what is going to drive you forward and that you do deserve the seven-figure accounts, you do deserve the freedom that this provides, you do deserve the lifestyle that you want, then start identifying as that person today, not waiting because you'll get to a point where you're waiting and waiting and waiting. And then finally you decide, right, that's it. I'm changing. And that's when things will start to progress forward. It's really important to understand this and be proud of the person you are. And, identify. and this can, again, this can be relative to any area of your life. You know, it took me ages to identify as a jogger. I never said I was a jogger. I just said, oh yeah, I like going for a run every now and again. No, I'm fucking, I'm a jogger. I, I do that now. All right, I'm going to go back to these chats because I see... A few, a few coming in that I've had to skim over. I can relate to that. Yeah. So when your identity, when you identify as a parent, you feel success and failure because based on your children's success or mistakes. Yeah, this can be a really good point. Um, and I suppose it, I, I, it's hard for me to say here because I'm a brand new parent. And so everything I say could be completely redundant in two, in, you know, in a couple of years. But I feel it also depends on how you identify it. If you live through your children and identify as you know just them just their parent and nothing else then it's easy to make yourself feel like you have succeeded or failed based on them but if maybe you identify as someone or something who is also a parent and is a great leader at showing them then their failures aren't so much a reflection of you but what is a reflection of you is how you deal, deal with them through their failures how you help them through their mistakes through their lessons because kids are going to make hundreds of mistakes that's the beauty of them they make them they don't care at this the early ages what happens is they make mistakes and adults care parents care then we make big deals out of it or we make them feel one way or another because we're just trying to do the best we can but as soon as we accept that failure is just part of life and it's just fine then it's not so much about oh i am this because they failed but more so how can i help them through this everyone fails i can be a good parent by giving this or giving that or doing this. And now, like I said, please don't jump down my throat. I'm a brand new parent. And so I might get a rude awakening when I, uh, when my kids are a little bit older. So I do, I do understand that I am new to this, but this is my belief behind it as, as of now. Okay. Got some more chats coming through, but I'm just going to try and get through these before I catch up. Um, I'll put to me, I relate to that as well. I think we have seasons in life and we flow in and out of who we are and want to be. We definitely have seasons. And I think we get moments where we're, we're on fire. We're in that flow state. Everything's working well. And we can just like make things connect. And then we have 
struggles as well. It's the ups and downs, the ebbs and flow of life. And I think it's embracing both of those and going, yeah, okay, this is a hard part. This is a struggle, but this is part of it because without struggle, success doesn't feel like anything because it's, you know, what's the quote? If everyone could have Ferraris and six packs and they wouldn't be worth shit. The thing is about having a Ferrari or a nice car is that you worked your ass off to get it. The thing about having that chiseled body is that you worked your ass off to get it. That's what makes it good. That's what makes you proud. And so with the ebbs and flows of life, we we flow in and out of those states of being who we want to be and not because we are ever changing and we're growing and we're developing. And I think as soon as you get into that version of yourself, you'll start to get comfortable. And it's great that if you want to outgrow it and change it, and then you feel like you're not identifying with yourself anymore because what you want is more, what you want is bigger, what you want is further. And then you have to feel those shoes. But this is what growth is. This is what life is, continuously expanding, continuously growing, changing. Um, okay. I think it's harder because there are so many people around that say you shouldn't do that. You will never succeed. Yeah. Okay, so that's a very good point. It's very hard to break the stereotypes because we get brought up in a certain way with a certain world and a certain belief that this is the right way and this is the wrong way. But we get taught that by the people who have only gone one way most of the time. And so it is hard to break stereotypes. It is hard to break free of the norm and it is hard to step outside that comfort zone totally. But that's when you really have to decide who are you and who do you identify as? Do I identify as someone who is just going to live the norm and do what everyone else does or do I identify as someone who's going to be brave who's going to take the risks who's going to fail who's going to struggle who's going to keep going and who's going to make a change and be different to everyone else again who do you identify as it takes a lot of work to identify as the crazy one that's going out and doing the things that are different and being the weirdo and continuously failing and having everyone laugh at you until you get to the success it takes a lot but as soon as you identify as the person that it's going to keep doing that until you make it. Then you, you're going to have that trouble. I had a long road to go before I was like, I mean, I've always been a little out, out on edge, but it took a while before I was willing to do calls like this and jump in front of people and open up and do all those things because I was worried about what others were going to say, what others were going to think. But the more I distanced myself and the more I identified with the person who's going to live the life that not many people are, like all of my friends at home went to university, had their job, did engineering, things like that stuck in them. And now they're starting to buy houses. And a lot of them, I love them all, but they're still in the same place and they're exactly where I expected them to be. I've had a road of ups and downs and all sorts. And it's taken a while to find that confidence and identifies the person who's going to be different. The one who's going to, you know, swim across stream the one who's going to do things like no one else is doing but i made the decision to identify as that person and i've stuck with it it's definitely harder when people say you shouldn't do this you should never you will never succeed and put you down and i think that's horrible when you have that environment but that's part of growth as well you have to get to the edge of that environment realize that those people are not the people you want realize that those people are not going to be the same people that will be there when you make it to the other side of the journey and you have to decide whether you want to go anyway or whether you want to stay in that comfort zone with the people around you. I'm not sure if you were on the call when we had that um, that reel that I shared, but this talks about exactly that. You know, you have to understand that the new life you create will be surrounded by different people. 
will be surrounded by those who support you. And the ones who do support you now will still be there on the other side. Sometimes the road left traveled is the harder one because you do have to embrace that ridicule. But I think as soon as we identify as the person who's going to take it and do it anyway, the easier it becomes because you start to realize that the world where everyone says, don't do this, don't do that, you won't succeed, isn't the one that's made for you. This is the hard part for me. My identity is not in what I do. I say this because I struggle with finding my worth in performance. When I am not performing to my standard, I struggle to see my worthiness. I want to reconcile this in my mind. My worth is not based on my performance. This is so true. Do you, I think I read this out in the chimp paradox just the other day when we were talking about the, the, um, what's it called? The fridge syndrome, I believe it's called. Um, I'm not sure if you were here for that. To make a bit, this is exactly, um, a very, very, very common issue where we feel performance-based and this comes from our childhood. Um, and once we realize that we are not just our performance, we are not our results, but we are, I believe we are the attitude and the, how do I put this? We are the attitude and the persistence behind what we do. We are the emotion and the vibrations that we give off to other people in doing the things that are either hard or less less, exper less explored. Let's say that. It's a hard, hard way to put this. But we are not based on what we do and our results, something that we really need to try and understand. And I had a struggle with this as well. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I wanted to originally do electrical work and I was taught to do engineering because I had the brains. And so then I was trying to do these classes where I wasn't getting good grades and I was spent me eight years getting my degree because although I loved what I was doing, I don't think it was really there in my heart. And then it was the performance-based reviews. This is school system to a T. You didn't get this grade. You are at this level compared to everyone else. You are not at the top. You are not worthy. You are failing at this level. Therefore you are less than horrible system but it is what it is and i totally agree with you that sometimes i'm the same i beat myself up all the time when i'm not succeeding and this is where gratitude comes into it and perspective not at pushing the goalpost and wanting and being disappointed in what we don't have but the pride and happiness for what we do have and how far we've come and this is one of the biggest flaws that I personally have in trading is when you're in a trade and you're up by, I don't know, 15 points. Let's just use that as a random example. Rather than being grateful for what I have and being happy for the progress I've made in taking that, I want more. I'm disappointed if I see it go further and I want more. And I'm like, oh, I could have got, I should have done, I da, da, da. And then it comes back, takes me out and I get nothing. This is the charts are drilling this into me that gratitude and appreciation for what we do have is so much more important for that desire and jealousy for what we feel we should have had. And I'm using should with emphasis on purpose because we need to remove that from our vocabulary. Every time we say, oh, I should have done this or I should have gotten this, we're negatively comparing ourselves to what we have and wanting more, better or 
extra. Exactly. This is exactly why gratitude is life-changing for these things. I can tell you right now that if I had more gratitude, and this is why I'm practicing it on these calls every morning, my account would be 10 times bigger than it is because just this morning, I was in a trade that was up 32 points or 28 points or something like that. And I thought it was going to break a level and take off and I was going to get this huge trade. I moved my break my points to break it, my stop loss to break even. What happened? This random huge candle spiked up, took me out, got nothing. Break even, I mean, I lost like 15 bucks on commission. All because I got greedy and I wasn't appreciative of what I had. I wasn't grateful for what I'd done already. And rather than moving my stop loss into profit and just being like, yeah, you know what? I'm okay with this. I wanted more and I got nothing for it. And this is the cycle that happens over and over again. So it's really important to find gratitude for what we've got and not want da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is that you're feeling you should have got. And start identifying with the person that is grateful, that is happy with, can you repeat the name of the book, please? Um, yes, I can. So just start being grateful for you know what you do have and be grateful for the points that you've made and be grateful for how far you've come and the progress you are making, not what you feel like you should. Should, 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 should have all over yourself. Horrible verbiage that we use and it's so ingrained into, well, it's ingrained into me. I can't speak for everyone, but it's something that I'm consciously trying to change. So the name of the book, I believe it was in The Chimp Paradox. Um, it was in... Yeah, they were talking about goblins and gremlins, checking to see if you are being realistic and reasonable about any of your expectations you have. So I think it is in around chapter 76 to 78 of The Chimp Paradox when they are talking about autopilots. It's in The Guided Moon. Yeah, an example of a goblin. Don't have time to read into it now because we are at the end of our call. Hopefully that makes sense. Start identifying and be proud and grateful of the things we do have and not wanting more. So my doorbell just rang, so I got to shoot quickly. But thank you so much, everybody. And uh, to our traders, I'll see you in a second. Uh, everyone else, I love you and I'll see you on Wednesday. Bye.